We are now receiving reports that the Black Plague is spreading through Delhi. The Yellow Fever is spreading through Mexico City. We have the BLU virus spreading through San Francisco. And Scarlet Fever spreading through Bangkok. Authorities have confirmed this is a pandemic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Natch 20 Review. We are Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. And today we are talking to you about Pandemic. And who, are, who is we, you ask, as I say in weird language that is English? Well, we are, uh, I am Sasaku, and with me today is... Pookie. Shadow Chorus. Unit. And we are talking about Pandemic, as I said previously. I get repetitive when I get confused. Um, so, Pandemic is a game that I, I need a book to read things about. <laughs> uh, thank you. From Z-Man from from, Games. From Z-Man Games. Can you save humanity is the, is the tagline. Do you have what it takes to save humanity? As skilled members of a disease-fighting team, you must keep four deadly diseases at bay while discovering their cures. You and your teammates will travel across the globe, treating infections while finding resources for cures. You must work together using your individual strengths to succeed. The clock is ticking as outbreaks and epidemics fuel spreading plagues. Can you find all all four cures in time? The fate of humanity is in your hands. So, in Pandemic, you and your fellow players are members of a disease control team uh, based out of the CDC in Atlanta. You must work together to develop cures and prevent disease outbreaks before four deadly diseases, blue, yellow, black, and red, uh, contaminate humanity. It's a cooperative game. You all win or lose together. Uh, The goal is to discover uh, a cure for all four diseases. You lose if eight outbreaks occur. Uh, Outbreaks are uh, whenever... Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, if not enough disease, not enough disease cubes are left when needed, if a disease spreads too much, uh, or if there are not enough player cards left when needed, i.e. we ran out of time. Each player has specific roles and specific attributes, which we'll break down when we talk about the uh, role cards, but basically the game is played on a uh, medium-sized uh, board that represents the Earth. It has all the major countries and major cities in it's it. It's basically a risk board. Uh, for, it, not 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 quite the same as a risk board because rather than territories the only spaces are specific cities but they're, um, they're connected the same way that the territories <coughs> and the risk yeah. are there's central yeah. locations you travel across you know you travel from the uh, no one travels to Russia uh, no it's one, too cold for disease no, in no one travels through most of Russia no one goes to, the, to Iceland or the Antarctic or I mean, anything like there, that. there really aren't a lot of cities in most of Russia most of Russia is just ice yeah it's fair the only major cities in Russia that people know about is Moscow yeah. And, like, uh, Stalingrad and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyways, um, and it's separate, and the, the grid the grid is separated by color where the diseases go. Uh, red is Asia, ostensibly. Um, black yeah. is Central Central Europe. Uh, blue is uh, Northeastern Europe and uh, North, Northwestern, Northwestern North, Europe. Northwestern Europe and North America. Uh, yellow is the Southern Central America. Uh, one, you know, Los Angeles and Central America and South America and South Africa, and yeah, that's it. And black is also the Indian subcontinent. Yeah, and North and North Africa. Black is the Middle East and the Indian subcontinent. Yeah, and Middle Europe. And, yeah, it's kind of that central. It's that, it's that area. Anyway, middle of the world. Middle of the world. Uh, yeah, and as you play, basically there are these small uh, black cubes that get, or these small colored cubes that get placed on cities. As your as your diseases spread, you and your team maneuver around trying to cure diseases, research cures, build research stations, and generally suffer a very tense and troubling time. Um, 
while all at the same time on every turn there's a chance of an epidemic occurring that will cause the infection to spread faster and you have to infect more cities and etc um each player has a specific role are the roles the roles are all here uh we have the contingency planner dispatcher medic researcher scientist quarantine specialist and operations expert so this does not have the expansion because this, this is all just the core stuff yeah well um, it's i think it's the second printing so because two of those roles are new yeah, but it's still the core. It, yeah, it's, it's still, still the core, core game. Um, it does not have the, the, the saboteur. Yeah, each of whom each of whom have their own roles. The contingency planner in the game, you you draw player These cards. Player cards are cities, which you can turn in for which you can turn in to uh, get an air get an, get a flight or charter a flight to places, cure diseases at research stations, or trade amongst yourselves, or build research stations, or use to build research stations. Yes. Uh, event cards, which have special effects that happen, and there's only like four or five event cards. Um, uh, and uh, uh, epidemic cards. The contingency planner can bank a used event card. So like, if, if, if say we get airlift that comes through and we use that, and that, that lets you airlift somebody from one place to another, the contingency planner can then say, oh, I see that there's a discarded event over there. Yoink! Grab that. Play it again. Um... Dispatcher, who can move move other people around uh, from from place to place on their turn. Um, medic, who can remove all disease cubes when they cure places and not just one. And when you fully cure the disease, they can just walk through and eradicate it without having to spend an action to cure. Which is really useful, we learned. Yep. Operations expert, who can build research stations, move uh, from a research to any city by discarding any city card. Uh, quarantine specialist who prevents outbreaks and placement of disease cubes on cities that they're in and all connected cities, which is also very useful when strategically used. The researcher who ha- who can so normally in order to trade city cards uh, to trade research around you have to be in the city on the card. Researchers can tr- can give uh, should be able to take but can give uh, cards without having to be in the city that that card is specific specific to. And the scientist, who only needs few... So, in order to cure a disease, you need five examples of the research. Scientists can do it with four. Which is matching color cards. Yeah, matching colors. And so, that's all the characters. Uh, the, game is played in t- the game is played in turns, up to four players. Uh, your turn can move, charter a flight, cure a disease... Uh, charter a flight through three different ways. Uh, cure a disease, build a research station... Or cure disease. Like, I the cure. Or, or actually research the cure to the disease, as opposed to treating the symptoms. Um, the game the, the game contains seven roll cards, seven pawn tokens, uh, color coordinated for each roll, uh, fifty nine player cards, forty eight city cards, six epidemic cards, and five event cards. Uh, the uh, four reference cards, forty eight infection cards. Same number of infections as there are cities. There are only 48 cities on the board. 96 disease cubes, 24 in each color. Four cure markers, which on one side is blank and on the other side shows that a cure has been eradicated. Uh, one infection rate marker and one outbreak marker and six research stations and the board itself. So it's got quite a, quite a, quite a large amount of stuff. Um, it's a fairly simple one. I don't think we've... Is there anything we haven't discussed to play in the game? Um... Basically, at the end of each of your turns, you draw player cards, which are the cities and events, and you also spread infection. And then the only major mechanic that we haven't explained is the epidemics and the outbreaks. So yeah, let's talk about epidemics and outbreaks. 
Well, so epidemic cards are in the player cards. So at the end of your turn, when you start drawing two, there's a chance, depending on how many you you have four to six, and you can choose to pick four, five, or six epidemic cards, depending on how hard a game you want. <coughs> we barely won with four, so we got murdered the first time with four. Yep. Um, every time you draw an epidemic card as part of your that's part of the end of your turn, three things happen. The first thing is you increase the uh, you increase the infection rate. As the infection rate goes higher, you turn over more infection cards when you get to that step. Starts at two, eventually goes to three. If you've got six epidemic cards, it can get to four. At which point you're just boned. Um, then you infect. You pull the bottom card off the city de- off the infection deck and automatically put three disease cubes on that. When you start the game, three cities have three disease cubes. Two, three cities have two disease cubes, and three cities have one disease cube. Um, to start with, of each color. And normally you only put one on at a time well, not when infecting. It's, it's random. Yeah. Normally when you infect, you only put one. When you infect from an epidemic, you put three. Then you intensify, which is, as you as you draw infection cards, you discard them. Well, intensify says, take that discard pile, shuffle it, put it on top of the infection deck. Not shuffle it back with the infection deck, put it on top so you're reinfecting all the cities that have already been infected yep before you get to any new cities um and then the infection and then after you draw your two player cards if you didn't even if you did get an epidemic card you then draw the number of infection cards indicated by the infection rate so what can happen is you can be at two draw an epidemic card move it to three infect one city Shuffle it back in. By the way, you shuffle the card you infected back in as well. Then you draw three infection cards. And if any of those three infection cards are a city that has three disease cubes on it, an outbreak occurs. When the city outbreaks, it, 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 it instead of... A city can only have three disease cubes on it. When it outbreaks, it adds one disease cube of its color to all connected cities. If those connected cities have three disease cubes on them... Of that color, specifically. Of that color, it outbreaks again. Because outbreaks, outbreaks can, outbreaks can and cause outbreaks again. blue cities to outbreak to yellow cities and other combinations thereof, yeah. which would cause a blue cube to be on a yellow city. That does not cause the yellow cubes to outbreak if there's yeah. yellow cubes. Yes, yeah. the disease only outbreaks itself. It does not cause another disease to outbreak. Um, and to give you an example of how out of control that can get, the first time we played, we were at we had had two outbreaks and had been perfectly fine. You could have eight outbreaks before you lose. On the eighth outbreak. On the eighth outbreak, you lose, yeah. Um, We went from two to eight in one turn. Six outbreaks happened in one turn. Yep. Because outbreak if you outbreak to an outbroken city, it can then reinfect the first city. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't normally outbreak. reinfect the first city. However, what happened was we drew three adjacent cities that all yeah. had three on them. So we outbroke. And then it caused an outbreak. So, like, so, like, for instance, what happened was like London, Paris, and and London. Uh, it was London, London, New York, and, and Lon- Paris. Yeah, London, New York, and Paris all had three on them. New York outbreaks triggering London and Madrid. Uh, London, Madrid, Washington, and and Montreal. Uh, Montreal. London. Uh, so Madrid had no cubes on it. London outbroke. Put a second one on Madrid. Infected Paris and sent one to Essen. Paris outbroke. Put a third on Madrid. Sent one to uh, sent another one to Essen and one back to London. Well, it can't, it couldn't send one back to London. Sent one to Milan, but it did send one to Madrid, which then re outbroke New York, oh, which, London, which, yeah, and which Paris. then outbroke, and then yeah, which is how we got 
Sorry, Madrid already had one on it because it went one, two, no. three, yeah. and then again, and then Paris infected Madrid after it got three from London, the third one from London, and then it infected New York, which started the chain again. What we're saying is the game goes from zero to, <coughs> to sixty in in nope. Actually, Madrid would have then infected London because it wasn't immediately after it, and then would have infected okay, Essen, we, which we, actually, we actually were doing it wrong in that game. Yeah. When a chain reaction outbreak occurs, first move the outbreak to market forward with base, then place cubes above, except do not add a cube to cities that have already had an outbreak as part of resolving the current infection card. Oh. So they can't outbreak more than once per infection card. Well, we still had... Se- we, we still did four outbreaks. Still, it still would have been four outbreaks. Yeah, it still would have been four outbreaks. In turn, but it still would have ruined us. Yeah, still still ruined us either way. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a very... It can go from zero to 60 very quick. Which is why you do infection cards one at a time when you draw them, or you're supposed to. Yeah. Because... You can't outbreak more than once on one infection card, but then the next infection yeah. card can cause an outbreak. Because that was the problem. Because we, we drew Paris, we drew and, then we Paris drew New York. and New York, so, and so we, yeah, it, was, it was six outbreaks. We would have still lost. Yeah, we would have still lost. Um. So yeah, it it can get out of control very quickly, especially if you're not paying attention to where cubes are building up. And I think we had already cured blue, and then blue killed us. But blue's what killed us because we didn't go through and wipe it out. Because we were worried too much about curing the other colors instead of wiping it out. Um, we so yeah, learned on our second game that eradicating colors makes the game a lot easier. Yes, it does because it eliminates a fourth of the deck. So, so let's talk about first impressions. Holly, this game is intense. Yeah, <laughs> that's an understatement of the year. <laughs> this, is... this is like the most intense game I've ever played. Not um, not a casual game. No. Cooperative. Not casual. Still competitive. I don't though. know if it was cooperative. Like it's still competitive though. It's cooperative, but it has competitive elements. Mostly, it's competitive I, in the same way science is competitive. I don't know if you three were cooperative with each other. No, we were. We were just arguing over who was right. <laughs> we were just trying to figure out the best way to go forward. That's not cooperation. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's we with three of us working at odds to come to a singular conclusion, and it worked. Barely. Kind of. <laughs> we survived. We survived. Anyways. Um, aside from the intensity. Intense. Uh, different. Because I'm used to competing against everyone. And yeah. we we were working together. Uh, th- I think that's it. Okay. Um, game is brutal. Game is very challenging, and I actually really enjoy that about uh, board games. I'm very fond of uh, challenging cooperative board games and very deep competitive <coughs> board games, and this is absolutely the first one. Um, it hits you hard. It's there's not a whole lot that there's not there's not a lot of games where you hit the moment of I made a decision that I thought was the right one on one turn, and two turns later I realized that not only was it the wrong decision, but I've actively lost the game because of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know that you've lost the game several turns before you've lost the game, typically, because you can, sometimes you can just see the downward world spiral, like, we're out of cards, and if we can't, you know, it's like, count our moves, we can't win this, or... Or we can, and we might be we able to might be able to, win. but it'll be barely, um... We won. That we won on the last turn. The, Doesn't matter, we won. We, we, so I've played... One is not zero. <laughs> I've played a lot of cooperative games, and one of the things that I've always been disappointed by is they're, they've always been rigged in such a way that you typically win them. You know, you have to mess up pretty royally to not win. 
Um, this goes for a lot of the, you know, the, the, the RPG games. Like, here's a tutorial mission, blah, blah, blah. Here's the winning. Mistfall had the same thing. This game was like, here's the rules. You're going to lose Mistfall your Mistfall was pretty brutal. But we won. We did. And no one died. No. Like, it felt brutal. But when you think about it, no one died and no one was any any big danger of dying. I was. At one point. Twice. But that's a different game. Anyways. It's a separate game. Yeah. What I'm saying is, this game doesn't hold back. <laughs> this game says, yes, this is going to be a challenge. You're not going to win your first time. You have to work for that victory. You have to learn by failing. Yeah. And it's nice. Because I'm sick of games where it's like, here's just a trail of handed to you on a platter. And we're going to make you feel like you worked for it. And we're going to work your way up to big things. But you're going to win every time. For those of you wondering, this is why I enjoy Dark Souls. Because it so, punches you in the gut and says, do better. This is the board game of Dark Souls. There is actually a Dark Souls board game. Though. No, the board game of Dark Souls is Kingdom Death Monster. You talk a lot about a game we haven't ever played. I know, I want it. Back to Pandemic, though. The first impression of this game is very, very calculating and demanding and turns while simple take a long time because you're planning eight turns ahead you have to it's very chess like yeah and you have to account for all the random that can happen yep and counting cards as i had to teach john was very very important no it wasn't (laughs) we had to count the yellow cards at the end Anyway. We're not going to get into this again. Anyways. Uh, I liked it. It was fun. It was intense. It definitely very intense. Um, I, I love how competitive we can get on a cooperative game. Because, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it definitely, there were times where it's like, we're supposed to be working together. We're yelling at each other a lot. Which just is just you three. I just sit back and watch. Which I mean is a testament to how tense this game can get. Like the fact that we are arg- that the fact that we are arguing is because we don't want we don't want the game to beat us again. And and actually, I find that unlike unlike a lot of people, I don't think arguing is a bad thing. Arguing is not a bad thing. It's how you get to the core of an idea. It's how three minds you know it's it's three minds or four minds or however many minds. Throwing ideas at a wall and seeing what sticks. That said, if you're non-confrontational or that sort of thing, this may not be the game for you. No, this is a very stressful game. If you don't like stress, don't play the game. Or if you don't like, you know, high stress situations. If, if you don't handle stress well, yeah. Um, but yeah, like like we we figured out how to beat the game because we argued about it. And if we hadn't argued, if we had just gone with the first suggestion, we would have failed. So right, there are there are a couple of times that I had to say shut up, listen to me say something. Yeah, like uh, and that's that's and that I, I what I find fascinating is that simulates the scientific process a lot too. Scientists argue a lot, like because because well, scientific processes are three different people have a theory, test those theories. Some combination of the three is the actual, is the actual you, correct one. When you can't test them, it's like, all right, let's pull out and calculate what will, you know, let's yeah. predict, let's run every calculation we can. And that's Bef- what we had to do because, like, we don't know what we're going to draw, but we have to find the probability, figure out what's the most likely thing and bank on that because we can't always guarantee something. And even then, there are still missteps. Like, there's still things that we, we forget about or oh, yeah. can't calculate for. And, you know, the game punishes you severely for mistakes. For mistakes. Um, and and I, I remember, I remember. It's been said that Pandemic is a very accurate simulation of what a real life 
uh, outbreak on this scale would be like. Um, and that's kind of scary. But still, you know, fun. Let's talk about things we like about the game. So starting with Pookie, what do you like about the game? Uh, the aspect of working together, I like because it's very different from other games that we play. It's still competitive. Um, even more intense. But I like being on the same side as everybody else rather than working against you guys because I feel like I have a chance at winning for once. You win quite a lot of these games. No, I don't. I've won a few. It's usually you or Austin. Sometimes I win, I win, I win when it's least. when he's really... I, 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 on, no. I, I've gone back through and checked all and checked. Yeah, I, he, he I wins, wins the, the least. least. He's won the last couple, which is why you're thinking Maybe that that's William and I win the most. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah, I, I it, win the least. It's because you two are so competitive. Yeah. You, you I'm actually, talk. legitimately, I'm only competitive with players of equivalent skill to me. Well, it's just no. units yeah, and no, um, That's why I wasn't thinking of you as much winning. Because like, like when I'm just when I'm just casually playing with someone that isn't John or Austin, I, there's no competition with me. It's with, just let, let's play a game. Which is why it's interesting to play cooperative game because it's so. Wait, I have to work with you. Yes. Oh yes, me still. <laughs> yeah, it's still you. That's why I was indicating Sorry. to Austin. Um. It's intense, but I I actually really enjoyed like the stress and the intensity and honestly watching you guys was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoy it. It really gets like your adrenaline pumping and everything. Yeah. Um like I said, I love brutal games. I love games that force me to get better or lose. You know, it's it, it's it's no fun if it's not a challenge. Yep. And it's it's a uh, it's a perfect method of saying you're going to die and you're going to scrape your knees, but you're going to get better at it until you stop dying. Uh, which is, it's uh, it's a great learning experience for me. I learn best by doing, messing up, and getting it right. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about the game is that it manages to be such an intense cooperative game. I, I believe I mentioned with my first impression, so many of them are hand-holding. This is not a hand-holding game. Um... But one of my favorite things about it is how much, how scientific the game is to play. There's so much, count the cards, what's the probability, what risks do we have to take, what risks can we afford to take. Um, Because when you're spending stuff to airlift, because mobility is very important, you're also getting rid of the cards that treat diseases. And it's, you know, when is this risk worth it? How many of these yellow cards have we already used? you know, what are we going to do in three or four turns when we need to get back to this? It's such a planning so far ahead. And you have to use all the information available to you. Yeah, there's so much information available. The discards are all seen. You know what's coming back when when you get reinfecting. You know what's coming back. So you can be like, we, and you know what's in the discard pile. It's like, we can let uh Miami sit at three for a little bit because it's in the discard pile. It's not coming back till we get another epidemic and we just had an epidemic. So sometimes you can make those calls. It's it's such a, a cerebral chess-like game in that regard. Yeah. And, I, and I, it's actually really going into mine, I guess. Um, it's actually really quite brilliant the way that they've designed this thing to emulate real-life epidemics. Because if you notice, 
we keep going over the same areas when we get epidemics because all the areas that we've already been infected shuffle back to the top, right? Yeah. Well, when actual diseases are spreading, they start in a central location and spread out, but they also reinfect that central location and sort of spread. They spread less like direct lines and more like a wavy circle that's looping back in on itself. Um, it's all wibbly wobbly, yeah. timey wimey. You know, like like there were places that never got infected, like uh, Sydney. Yeah, Sydney never got infected. Sydney was fine. Uh, uh, you know, Santiago never got infected. Uh, that place, Mumbai. M- like Mumbai, never got infected. Uh, was... J- Jakarta never got infected. But you know, the places that did get infected because of the way epidemics work, how it reshuffles the thing back in there adding a bonus from the bottom of the deck, most of the cities in the infection deck will never be seen in one game. It's a good half the cities. Yeah. But you see them over and over and over yeah, again. You're only gonna see, yeah, you're only going to see roughly half the cities uh, as you play, which simulates an infection really well. And I like, I like that attention to detail. That sort of puts me in the mindset of a real epidemic that I have to, that we're stopping. And it puts me in the mindset of a CDC worker, you know, watching all, you know, having these monitors up that's monitoring reports of spread of infection and just watching it billow and billow and billow. Um, William's familiar with uh, the Thor, uh, the Thor program that uh, you can watch where you can watch active uh, IP cyber attacks. IP, IP Viking, yeah. Um, IP Viking is a, is, a, is a website you can go to and if you ever want to if you ever want a monitor to look like you're doing really impressive tech stuff without you having to do anything, go pull up IP Viking and make it full screen. Um, it monitors it monitors IP attacks, like telnet attacks, uh, DDoS attacks, things like that, and shows them as colored pings on the on on a world map and line and lines of just like lines of attacks. Yeah, lines across. of attacks and colored pings. It, it looks like a laser show of attacks being yeah. across the world. Yeah, and you know, it, it, you can picture being in the CDC and seeing these, you know, these lines of attacks and these pings and everything going on, all just by looking at the board. Um, and and I really love games that take advantage of their flavor, and this game takes advantage of its flavor, and it's such a it's such a unique flavor as well. Rarely do you rarely do you look from the perspective of the scientist trying to contain the outbreak. More often, you are. The mad scientist trying to start an outbreak, or the hero with a sword trying to kill the mad scientist. You rarely ever have to deal with the aftermath. So let's talk about things that we didn't like. As Holly starts to laugh, I'm sorry, because this is take four. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay, can I continue? From yes. Here? Right. Um, I have a love hate relationship with. I can't get married. <laughs> Can we start with Shadow Chorus? Please. Shadow Chorus. All right. Um, so this this game has a lot of fun and a lot of issues. Like, um, I personally am okay with arguing with the people at my table with me. I can I can adapt to whatever situation is going on. But I know there's a lot of people who really don't like to argue with people. They would rather just have a discourse that doesn't involve a lot of shouting. And if that's the situation going on, I can do that. But when someone starts shouting, I start shouting. I, I adapt. And that can very quickly go out of hand. And that can very quickly cause problems with people who don't like the amount of shouting. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a game that is problematic for people who don't want that tense discourse. Or 
at the very least, if you don't want that test discourse, you need to play with a bunch of people who will also stay calm with you. Um, but uh, it's also a case of not all the strategies that people will approach the game with will work coherently. And if one person refuses to adapt to other people's strategies, you're going to get messed up. Like, my strategy with this game is very much do what you can. Don't stick so hard saying I need to do this that you try and do something and have a dead turn. Always be doing something. Like there's a there's a point where it's like we need to be clearing we need to be clearing yellow. We need to get yellow down. No, you can't get to yellow this turn. Do what you can. I will move you on my turn. And so it, it's very much a case that you need to not stick to one strategy, but you also need to not try and do, like, you need to not stick to one strategy, you need to focus and pay attention and not, you need to do what you can, basically, is my opinion on it. Is and that, is that a thing you don't like? No, the thing I, the thing I don't like is <laughs> that you create, you create an issue where if you have players who are sticking very strongly to their strategy, <laughs> you're gonna run into problems. And okay. They learn and they die. Yeah, and they learn, they die and they learn. I was like, cause that, that sounds like something that you enjoyed about it, I'm confused. No, it's, it, you, you have issues if you stick too strongly to a strategy. Right. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with this game. I, I love the intensity of it, but at the same time, I find it really difficult to win this game. Yeah. Like, I, I find that also to be enjoyable, but extremely annoying and frustrating. Because after you cure something, it's not cured because it can still spread. You have to stamp it out. That's what I think. That's the thing I hate the most. Yeah, you have to stamp it out, and it can still spread. And it can still cost you the game. Uh, yes, even if there's you've almost got all of it. There's like one cube left, and then epidemic. Yeah, and you're screwed. Yeah. So that that's really annoying. Yep. Uh, my least favorite thing about this game <coughs> is definitely the amount of chance that's involved. The best laid plans of mice and men at all, and I get to a degree that's certainly realistic. Realistic, and it's realistic does not mean good though. Yes, realistic does not mean enjoyable. True. Um, when it's like okay, as long as this one in twenty chance doesn't happen, my next turn I will do this, and then that one in twenty chance happens, and it can kind of keep happening. And sometimes the cards are laid out, and it's like oh. Well, I'm this character, and I got just the cards I need to do this. And sometimes the cards are laid out, shoot, I can do dead nothing this turn, and I've drawn really poor cards, and they're not synergistic, or our roles don't work well together. Because there are certainly some role combinations that are really good. And then there's some role combinations that <clears throat> don't seem to work as well. Yeah. Um, like, you definitely want one of the people who increases mobility. Our first game, we didn't have either of them, so we're kind of trekking around the board to get to places and it made everything take longer and you do not have a lot of time in this game. Yeah, the, um, the, in the, in the first game I was playing, and I'll talk about this more in mind, but the, the conspiracy planner, or maybe the contingency planner, contingency planner, is probably the most useless role. The, well, the contingency planner and the quarantine expert work great together because the quarantine expert needs to know what's going to happen and you can't predict what's going to happen because the quarantine expert only prevents things from happening <coughs> in her city and immediately around her. Well, the contingency planner only works if you get events. 
and those you have no way of determining where they're going to yeah. be in the deck. Like the two, the two of them sound really good until you realize the medic wrecks disease. The operations expert putting research stations everywhere really helps. Uh, I think the star though are the researcher and the dispatcher. Yeah, because the researcher gives cards wherever you are, and sharing knowledge is so important. And the dispatcher moves people around and can move other people and help them out so much. They're such teamwork-oriented people. People like the contingency planner and the quarantine op- operator who are not teamwork-based as well, much. I mean, they are, but they're entirely dependent on what other people do. But they're not. it's not just that. They're kind of... I do my little thing in my little area, or I work off of the event cards we've already pulled. I really think the, yeah. qu- the quarantine expert, the quarantine specialist, actually works best with the dispatcher, because it's hey, uh, there's infection going on over here. These cities are getting really near to uh, to outbreak. Outbreak. I need you. Just I need you next. To you. I need you next to them yeah. before they outbreak. But the problem with that is you have to know what's coming. Well, it, well, you do. There's a certain amount of you do know what's coming, like. We know, like, if we just hit an epidemic and we reset the deck, and we have three cities that are already on three, mm-hmm. we know those three cities are coming up. We don't know when, but, the, but I mean, we know they're coming but back. But when we played it, the problem was we know they're coming back, but we don't know the order, and I was, I was half the time in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, that's, why, like, that's why the dispatcher, is, that's why I say it works best with the dispatcher, because the dispatcher can say, okay, that was not as much of a problem anymore. Hike your ass over there. But the problem is you don't know which one's going to come first. And so you're, well, you're playing a lot of... You're playing into chance. Yeah. Which one's going to outbreak first? Madrid or Shanghai? They're on the opposite sides of the board. It doesn't matter if I can get there quickly. It matters which one gets drawn first. It's a 50-50 chance that I'm useful at all. Yeah. And it's great when it works, and it's terrible when it doesn't. It's not even a 50-50 chance. It's a 1 in 24 chance. Well, it's a 50-50 chance because one of them is going to happen before the other... But if you when you've got like five things on the verge of outbreaking, it's a one in five chance you're yeah, at the right one at, at the right at, time. At the same time, the quarantine ex- the quarantine specialist says this can't happen while I'm here, and I'm also gonna get rid of that third cube so then I can go to the other third cube. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, anyways, anyways, but well, your point is yeah, it's it doesn't it's not as game changing. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, sort of echoing that there are certain abil- there are certain certain job roles have abilities that don't seem to be very effective most of the time and then others have job roles that seem like they should be more effective than they are for instance the researcher his his ability is that he can her. give her ability is that she can give a research a, a city of research to anybody on, regardless of what city they're in which sounds useful until you realize she can't take research regardless of what city she's in it also doesn't make sense there's no logical reason why you should be able to give and not take because the action share knowledge does both but her ability only affects half of that action. well the actual reason is because she's researching she's sharing her knowledge she's not taking other people's knowledge you research is not singular though research is yeah. not is combining your knowledge with other people's knowledge 
It's not just about sharing your knowledge. It's about taking their knowledge, combining the two together, and coming up with a better whole. Yeah, but that's not the approach they're taking with this. Like this is this is the woman with the microscope. She's the one finding out herself and telling. Well, yeah, I, and I know, I know that's, that's kind of what they were going for. But flavor wise, it doesn't make sense. Well, it, it's not even flavor wise. And mechanically, it doesn't it's frustrating. Make sense. It's also very frustrating. Yeah. Um, and then again, there's like the the contingency planner, who is absolutely useless if you don't get. Any events. And there's not a lot of event cards. There's only like five or six. Actually, no. I read out the number of event cards. How many event cards are there? Five event cards. There are five event cards. And all five of those could be at the bottom of the player deck. And if they're at the bottom of the player deck, the contingency planner has no use because he has no secondary ability. And as powerful as all the other abilities that the other people have are... And as powerful as the event cards are, using them multiple times, is like there's only like two or three that you would want to use multiple times. And it's only one extra time. Yeah, one extra time, and then it's gone. So he has a grand total of ten special actions and he can do. It takes and it it takes his movement just to get it. He can't even play it straight from discard. If yeah, he play it straight from discard. That would be better. But he has to take an action to grab it, and then another action to use it. So it's like, eh. Especially with move economy is very important in this game, and the contingency planner has a very poor move economy. Yes, because your move is one. Of your movement movement is one of the actions you can take, and especially when you compare it to like the medic. The medic completely cures a city with one action, and then when you've cured a disease, walking through the city cures it. Which is great because move economy. The dispatcher. The dispatcher can make other people move on their turn. The researcher can share information. The the uh, scientist can cure faster. The, the the operation specialist can build research stations for free. The contingency planner can sometimes be useful. I think the least useful character is probably the contingency planner. Yeah. The most useful, probably the medic, actually. Yeah, no, the medic, I think, is the most useful. Uh, but the fact, that, the fact that we can have the discussion of which one is more or less useful, I feel as a design The, the fact that we can debate... Especially because you get your role randomly. Yeah, I wish that... It'd be much better, and I mean that—that's—that's that's a house rule you can easily make. Choose your role, but I feel like that'd be a much more stri- as punishing as the game is. Choosing your role and making a synergistic team to me makes more sense with the game because that's part of the planning. How are we going to approach this problem? Yeah, who do we need to approach this problem? But doing that also means that there's one way to win the game. Yeah, because there is a strictly better out. So there, that that at that point, it also borders on the realism issue because. You won't always have everybody available to pick and choose from. Yeah, and at that point, there is there is definitively a best team out of that group of people. So, <coughs> and I'm thinking it's like medic, dispatcher, researcher, scientist, or, or operations specialist, scientist. Yeah, uh, there's there is a perfect team if you take five players. Yeah, if you take four, there is never a perfect team for every situation. Which is, which is why this game is built around four players. Yeah. Four if, players. if you had a fifth player, you could perfect this game. You could make it easy. Yeah. Um, because if you, if, you had, if you had a team of five, medic, scientist, researcher, dispatcher, operations expert. Done. Game is easy. Yeah. But if you subtract one of those, it puts a, it puts a monkey wrench in it. Uh, uh, not a big monkey wrench, though. A small monkey wrench. It's a monkey wrench big enough to lose, considering we were on our last turn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So... Uh, what? Let's let's talk about the materials. They're great. So the cards are cardboard, 
but they're more plastic than cardboard, I feel. They, they're very much the, the playing card type. Yeah. They're a cardboard with the textured wax coating. Yep. Um, and they're very nice. They're, they, they have no art whatsoever. Like, the, the art is a silhouette of the country that the, the city is in and a red line highlighting the city. Or two red lines intersecting on the city. And a... And a graphic of a, the a graphic disease. Of a, a graphic of the disease. Yeah. The only real... All of them are like that, just different colored. Yeah. Like, the, the artwork is all the characters and the graphics of the four diseases. And the cities. Like, well, the locations of the cities. Most of it I would put more, though, in the graphic side than the actual artwork side. The artwork side is strictly... The characters. The characters. Everything else is just kind of a design. A graphic, yeah. And it's meant to make it look high-tech, super sci-fi, and it works, I mean... It, it's it's very practical. It gets the image across very well, so it, 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 it does reads, its job. It, no, it reads very well, and it looks nice. It looks clean, which is important. Like, I don't think you need the artwork. No. A lot of artwork. I don't think this game would look right with a lot of artwork. No, it probably wouldn't. Especially, you don't want artwork of pandemics. Yeah. That's not yeah, it, a territory you want to write. It's very clean and sterile. Yeah, um, the the plastic pieces that do exist are nice and solid plastic, and they're not they're not the cheap plastic. They're not the light plastic. They're a bit heavier. They're not hollow. Their seams are not gonna cut like you can see the seams, but they're not gonna cut you type seams. Yeah, the seams have been have been molded. Like I'm so. not sure what type of plastic this is, but it feels like a little bit more like a slightly rubbery plastic. No, they're they're nice. They're solid. They're they're good. They they feel good. And then the star player... These are sorry pieces. Yeah. They're, li- they're like slightly different shaped sorry pieces. And they're better plastic. But they're the heavier plastic. Mm. And the star player of the Zanarka Dames. The disease cubes. Are the they're disease so cubes. They're so much fun. The disease cubes are little solid chunks of plastic. Slightly transparent. Translucent. Slightly Translucent? They are translucent. Yeah. Yes. I was trying to combine translucent and transparent. Yeah. Transparent. a new word. It's transparent. Yes. Yeah, slightly translucent. Um, and colored to match the disease. Uh, they just feel nice. All the plastic They have a little bit nice. of give to them. They have a very small amount of give to them, which I think indicates that rubberiness. They've got sharp corners and edges that make just like that I like that I like on my cubes. I don't like my edges to be rounded on cubes. Um, and they're slightly dimpled to make it easier Hi. to hold on to them as I flip it off the table. <laughs> And you hold on to, you say. <laughs> well, that was my fault. That wasn't the dice's fault. I got it. And there's indicate. There's just the right number of indicators and redundancy for everything. Yep. And without, I like the little houses. Without I being overcrowded. I have mentioned time and time again that I love redundant signaling. Yep, there's plenty of redundant signaling. So, yeah, I don't think there's much else to talk about this game. Uh, by the way, I looked up the price on this game. Yes. $25. That is the uh, that's the reduced price. The standard price is forty bucks. Um, okay, that's the only price I found. The, the MSRP is price. forty dollars. However, honest, I, I think that was the release price. Yeah, it's yeah, gone, down it's gone down a lot. Yeah, most places you could find it for it's like twenty five bucks. Which okay. forty dollars, I think, is the reasonable price for this game. Twenty five dollars is a really good price. Well, this is also this is this is also the 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 original. This is out of production. This was released in two thousand seven. Um, I'll realize that so it's, it's gone down to twenty five because they've made back their money on R and I, w- I would also like to clarify. Also, there are expansion packs to this. I almost forgot the box is well designed. It doesn't take up more space than it needs to. 
Yeah. And it's got a couple basic compartments. It's not It's got more than one compartment. It's not over elaborate, and it's not massively overly gigantic. It's no, big enough to hold the board and what's inside. Yeah. Everything fits in nicely and neatly. And for a reasonable price. Like, I, I paid 40 bucks for this. Yeah. I definitely pay 25. 25 is a steal. So, yeah. Uh, and there are expansions that we can likely play and pick up and love and get and frustrated love. at. Uh, so, yeah. Final thoughts and review scores. Um, fun game, super intense. Uh, don't play this after hard work, deck. But I love it, and I give it an A minus. Okay. I really like this game. I give it probably a, a flat out A. Uh, it's really good. I really enjoy playing it. It's challenging. Just play it with the right crowd. Um, it's teetering between an A minus and an A. I'm gonna go A minus just because. As challenging as the game is, there's more. F- there's there are several moments that aren't just challenge; they're actively feel bad moments. And there's enough feel bad moments to bump it down to that minus. So a minus. So, it's a fun game. It's a very fun game. One that I would enjoy playing multiple times. That being said, I'm I, looking at it now. I can see it getting redundant very quick if you play it too much. Yeah, there's not different modes. There's no there's different, different modes. difficulties. There's not different there's different modes. difficulties. I no think different modes. When you get the expansion, and like like getting the expansion will add more stuff to it. But mm. as it stands by itself, I can see this if you play it too much, getting boring, and that's a really big deal. Like uh, boss monster, you can't play too much. No, Splendor, you can't play too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's lots of games that we've reviewed. That I mean, well, any game you can actually play too much if well, you play well, it every day. Part of the problem, like, though, is the yeah. cooperative games have the problem of the you're not playing against a human, so you don't have that there's, part of the yeah. of the element of change. Yeah. So because all the games that we've given A's to, or that I've given A's to, are games that have a vast amount of replayability, are games that I can't see myself getting bored with any time in the near future. This game, as much as I love it, I can see myself getting bored after playing it five times. Like, I think five times is probably enough for me to see everything this game has to offer by itself. That seems fair. And because of that, I have to give it a B plus. Because I, I still think it's a really good you game. You broke our cycle. Yeah, I did. I, 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 st- I think it's still a really good game. And I think it's still worth playing those five times. Yes. But after those five times, I will never pick it up again. Not until we get an expansion. And that is that that there's a, something to be said about that. Like even with like Boss Monster, Red Dragon Inn, any number of other games that we've that we've reviewed, I might get bored of it. But if I leave it alone for a while, I'll pick it up again eventually. With this one, after I've seen after five games, I've probably seen everything it has to offer. So B plus for me. But still, that's not a bad. That's not a bad overall score. You know, a uh, a minus, a minus, a b plus. Um, and yeah, that's pandemic. Get it? I think it's really good. Anybody else have anything they want to add at the end? Mm-hmm. Fun. Cure diseases. Yeah. Um, I think that my big thing about saying why I wouldn't cure. get as bored of it is, it's playing it with the different groups of people and yeah, it's because a lot of the game is the human interaction about the game. It's the how do different minds work? How are different minds working on this? And that's where I could see it having the replay value. Is I played with this group a couple times, and I know how everybody's going to approach the problem. I go with a different group of friends and play this game, and it's a, I, I could see it being a very different game. Potentially. Potentially. 
Uh, we'll see. But anyways, so thank you all very much for listening. This has been Final Show Films' uh, National 20 Review review of Pandemic. Go get it. It's really good. Uh, thank you all very much for joining us. Uh, we have more content available on our website at financialfilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. Thank you very much to all of our patrons that support us. Uh, I know we've lost a couple uh, recently, but, you know, times are tough and we understand. But thank you. In light of that, thank you even more so to our two $25 supporters. We're still there and still supporting us uh, and have been since early on. Uh, Chris Comfort and Anytonic, thank you guys very much. You continue to help us do what we want to do, and we appreciate that. We also appreciate everyone who donates no matter how much or how little it is. Um, and if you want to do a one-time donation, you don't want to do a monthly donation, we do now have a, a PayPal donation button on our website, so check it out there. Uh, yeah. So, this has been Final Show Films. This has been Natural 20. Thank you very much. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.